Are your customers the kind who politely come and go and sometimes leave you little hearts on social media? Or are they actually obsessed with what you do? The difference between an incredible brand and all the others is how they create fans. Welcome to the Brand to Fan Show, where we unpack the phenomenon of fandom and how to cultivate affinity, loyalty, and trust to build more fans so you can future-proof your business. Here's your host, Lauren Teague. Welcome back to episode 21 of the Brand to Fan Show. If you thought we were done after hitting 20, no, no, no. I am your host, Lauren Teague, and do I have a very sweet surprise for you today. Uh, my guest is someone who actually showed up in my own LinkedIn newsfeed a couple months ago. I kid you not, this was a pure word of mouth recommendation turned podcast guest. Uh, I saw this from a fellow B2B marketer, and when I dove a little deeper into the story of Grove Cookie Company, a business that is actually just about 30 minutes from my own house as I record this right now, I thought, here this is. It's exactly the brand to fan approach as a real-life B2B company. And as you listen to this podcast, you know, we have talked to authors and experts and influencers and, and people around business, but I think that for the first time, we're getting someone who's really built their business through fandom, which is super exciting. So today on the Brand of Fan Show, we are going to explore what it's like to bake up success through one delicious cookie at a time. Grove Cookie Company has taken the baking business to a whole new level of sprinkle and delight by understanding the impact of word of mouth, of relationships, and building trust and advocacy for their customers and for their partners. Without further ado, let me welcome Grayson Hogard, the co-founder of Grove Cookie Company, to the pod. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Lauren. It's awesome to be here, and uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, as a fellow Oregonian and entrepreneur, um, I think we have so many ways that we can talk about what it's like to kind of build this business. But I want to start back when baking for you and your wife was just a hobby. Um, it was kind of a side hustle. Tell me how that grew into a legitimate business opportunity. Yeah. So in 2020, we, my wife was working from home and, you know, just happened to have more time on her hands just from working from home. And uh, it really was as simple as she wanted, like a, a side project hustle, something to just kind of pass time by. I was traveling still um, throughout 2020 in a in a role that, you know, just required me to be gone for the whole week, right? So yeah, she started with cupcakes, moved on to cookies. I had these cookies, same ones we have today, the Oreo. And yeah, I just, I'm, I immediately fell in love with them. But um, funny, because we don't come from an entrepreneurial background or like really anyone there like, start a business, do this, right? We're just corporate W-2 employees. Yeah, so the holidays roll around. Um, I'm kind of talking about them to my friends and, and, and our families. And, you know, they love the cookies. So then uh, holidays passed. And now we're into January of 2021. And uh, my wife is like, I want to try and sell these. And um, I don't have a sales or marketing background. And I just, I've always thought it'd be kind of fun to start something like that. Um, something very simple, right? There's no capital. Yeah. Invest, you know, it's just our kitchen and our house, right? Uh, and so, yeah, she she suggested that. And I was like, let's do it. So over the weekend, you know, I got the LLC, EIN number, bank accounts, you know, just like all those things in my mind. I was like, I don't want to have to go 
and figure all this stuff out. So I was like, let's just get it all done first. And so, yeah, um, January of 2021, we, at the end of January, January 31st, we launched. Yeah, that, I mean, that's it. My wife's not a baker. I'm not a baker. Uh, cookies. I just, we just both love cookies and these are just extraordinarily soft and delicious. <laughs> um, the B2B space was really interesting, but I'll hold off to get yeah. to that. It's funny. Most of us probably, you know, did our sourdough. Um, Right, you know, during pandemic, and maybe some people I know, a good friend of mine evolved like his sourdough mixer to, uh, you know, to making bread two or three times a week, or you know, but definitely didn't have that mindset of like, you know, what I could do, I could bake bread for everybody, yeah. Um, And I certainly, my my poor sourdough starter lasted a few, maybe a few months in the pandemic because we had time to put attention to it, but um watching businesses be created out of having extra time, having time to pursue something that was just interesting. Like you said, I mean, you don't consider yourselves entrepreneurs. You don't consider yourself sales and marketing people, and you don't consider yourselves bakers. Yet now you've built a business where you're actually required to kind of be all of those those pieces. Yeah. I mean, you're exactly right. And it's just, you know, you just kind of start didn't have the mindset of like, oh, we're going to expand this and we're going to make this what it is today. Um, yeah, I was just, let's try and have fun. I just felt like I was being a supportive husband and just helping my wife. Yeah, that, that's really what it boiled down to in, in its infancy, for sure. Okay, so tell me, walk me through, you're starting to bake cookies, but it's still out of your kitchen. And you're fulfilling orders. Are they local? Are you going to like prepping for farmers markets? Um, Where was kind of the first batch of customers coming from? Yeah. um, My mom was our first order, like through our online ordering site. It was just a really rough uh, website build that I did, you know, that I put together. Um, I didn't use Shopify or Square at the time. But um, yeah, we were just having people reach out. You know, it was just like email orders through either Instagram or just if they knew me. So it was more for family and friends. But within those first three weeks of launching, we were introduced to the world of B2B gifting, specifically in the financial advisory, um, client gifting space, right? Touchpoint marketing. And uh, my my good buddy's dad um, has a wealth advisory practice in Lake Oswego. They loved the cookies when we brought them over to their house. We didn't weren't trying to sell them or anything, but they're just big on touch points. And so they were like, hey, can you ship these cookies? And my background's in logistics, warehousing. And I was like, I mean, we could try and um, ship them the cookies. And they're like, great. These are fantastic. They didn't break. We'd like to start using these for our client birthdays. And so from there, we just like, whoa, that's pretty darn sweet. Like, you know, now you have a a lot of clients that you have to fulfill for birthdays. Um, You immediately have... uh, at least an idea of how many orders are going to be coming in on a weekly or monthly basis. And so that, that like piqued our interest into the B2B gifting space. Um, for the first six months, we were still kind of just Instagram and just fulfilling the orders from my buddy's dad's wealth advisory practice. And then that kind of changed uh, after six months around the June timeframe. I just kind of started listening to podcasts and my friends were just kind of encouraging me like, Hey, you should, trying cold call other wealth advisory practices and see if 
maybe they do client gifting because, you know, they really everyone does the same thing, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Cards, chocolates, flowers. I mean, just learning that, I was like, yeah, why, why not? So yeah, we had our second client in a week of like just offering our services. Um, and so that really got the ball rolling. Then I hopped on LinkedIn, um, listening to a podcast. Like, if you're trying to do B2B anything, you should be on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. On LinkedIn, try to, you know, figure that out. And yeah, I mean, that, that, that was how we hit the, hit the ground running from there. So then at that point, you know, we're picking up clients as I'm cold calling more um, LinkedIn connections, kind of just like that. And you're still doing this out of your home. Yeah. I mean, we're still out of our house. Yeah. So like, it was just like picking up, you know, was, you know nothing crazy, like 10 orders a week type of deal. Um, and then we got to the holidays of 2021. And that's where we were like, this is kind of crazy and, and a potentially a really cool business idea because we got an order for 300 half dozen boxes of cookies for a holiday order from a wealth advisory practice. And uh, yeah, it just from that point on, you know, my, I kept telling Marie, my wife, that, you know, all this money we made in 2021, we would just go on a vacation with it. <laughs> all after, after that, that uh, experience over the holidays, it was, wait, we might need this money if we need to move our operation out of the house, you know, as like for equipment, uh, lease improvements, Absolutely. right? So it kind of changed our mindset after that experience of the holidays. And like, you know, you're like, whoa, this is legit. Yeah. So it kind of, it changed moving into 2022 along with our exposure into SaaS world prospect gifting and also their former client gifting, um, which is a lot faster than the financial advisory practices. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, that was, that was huge. What was it like? What was the feedback like in those early customers? You know, that was like, oh, the cookies didn't break or, but were you starting to find the differentiation of what a cookie delivery to, you know, a client looked like versus some of the other things that they had tried? Were you getting that feedback? Yeah. Did you notice of it? Yeah. We were like kind of molded in that way. So like uh, wealth advisors, financial advisors are very, they get, they offer great feedback and, um, you know, they were critiquing us and, and all this stuff, but it was just all great information that we were receiving. And that's really what uh, spurred the idea of our custom gift messages. Have I sent you a box of cookies yet? Not yet, but I I don't Can't mind we- having to uh, even come and pick them up. <laughs> yeah, um, we include a custom gift message with like the company's logo. So like if it's like a Raymond James financial services, it'll have the Raymond James logo with the gift message. Typically what you get when you order gifts is that, gift message on a packing slip, right? Yeah. It's in aerial font, size four. You can barely read it. It's under the to and from. Yeah, it's just, it's kind of nonsense. But um, so th- th- that's how we were kind of molded by the feedback we were getting, right? So, you know, we want we want more of an elevated presence when we're sending them to our clients because you know, their clients, whatever, have money or however they're trying to impress them. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and so that, that was just really great feedback. You know, we, we were able to like fine tune what we were presenting um, as well as learn like, oh, wow, baking cookies out of the house isn't as great. It's like now commercial oven, all that stuff. And yeah, you know, you just get feedback and, and all feedback's good feedback, in my opinion. And it's just a matter of what you do with it. Yeah. 
it's so fun to think about, you know, that transformation as the end user. And I think it's fascinating about being in the B2B gifting space is actually the people who receive the cookies aren't the ones that buy them, but they likely become customers down the line if you do that initial touch point really well. How have you kind of built that into your process where you're, are you able to kind of convert some of those, those eaters uh, at the, at who are the recipients of the cookies back into, and are you doing other marketing to them? Are you reaching them in a different way once they receive the cookie? It depends who they are. Like if it's like a B2C type of, you right. So like a wealth advisor sending their clients cookies, I'm not going to call their clients um, or try and market to them. What is really fun is actually marketing to the B2B gifting, right? So one company sends cookies to another company, right? I mean, we're on LinkedIn. I yeah. easily can go find those people and, hey, you know, how are the cookies? I'm Grayson from Girl Cookie Company, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, it's just common practice in the B2B space to do that. Like it, It'd be really weird if you did that B2C style. So th- there's ways uh, kind of continuing the conversation with new people that had our cookies. We're a little busy. It, it just from <laughs> it's it's hard to set aside time to do all that um, as we get bigger and we have like a legitimate marketing team. That's definitely something they could do. Um, it would be a fantastic uh, continuing system that we have. Uh, just building more brand awareness um, in in that aspect, but you know it's fun. Um, fun kind of following the path of a cookie. Yeah, you said that you didn't know a whole lot. You didn't consider yourself a marketer when you started. But what is maybe one of the key things that you've learned in the last eighteen months about you know that that process and and where where you've kind of taken the biggest leap to say, oh, I get this now, or I understand why this is the most important part. My favorite thing. And like most important thing I ever did when it comes to marketing is like start listening to podcasts about B2B marketing. Okay. Um, sounds so simple. And it literally is that simple as long as you find the good podcasts. I mean, it's not hard. Yeah. I started listening to a guy named Chris Walker. Um, he has a B2B like marketing agency called Refine Labs. And I don't know. He just was putting out really good content that was like broken down into like fourth grade education style like he just breaks it down so well and um i started listening to him in 2022 and that's when our marketing started changing um and we actually started becoming more of a marketing front than like me cold calling people and um developing the idea you know you start hearing the the terminology what you know uh, just all these marketing terms that kind of started making sense as i was like doing what I was doing on LinkedIn, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like really trying to find where new business is coming from. Also curtailing our, like our ad co- copy, but my LinkedIn like promotional strategy, right? I, I, how long have you been following? I've been following you probably for two or three months. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, you know, just, just honing in on that because at first when I started, I was kind of just all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but honing in on what we are, uh, we're a client and prospect gifting relationship enhancing company. Like that's it. And, you know, you continue to drive that point home. You actually create a brand that is known for something. We're not just cookies. Cookies, I mean, cookies can only go so far if that's all we are. But 
you're promoting someone that actually enhances client prospect relationships, your ceiling, I mean, I don't think you really have a ceiling because every business is looking for new prospects and new clients. So there you go. I mean, it's it's just about driving that home. And And those are my biggest takeaways from just learning that over the last year and four months. You can see it on your website because right front and center it says, you know, we're enhancing your relationships one cookie at a time. You you really have that clear messaging of what the what the problem is that you are solving. And yeah, you're doing it as, you know, cookies as a service, which I think is a phenomenal hashtag and, and tagline as well. But um, you know, when you put enhancing your relationships right front and center, it's a no-brainer, right? That that you could be doing cookies, you could be doing something else, but that repositioning in your mind and that crystallizing of what are we really here for, right? We're not, we're not fulfilling friend and family orders and graduation parties and farmer's markets anymore. Yeah, And that is a huge differentiation between you and every other like side hustle home bake. So when that clicked for you, did you and your wife just have like this, like, aha moment or was it more of a, like a gradual thing? Well, we, we, we've had a business coach for the last, like, since November of 2021. So that's been huge. Um, I can, I can't recommend that enough. Listen to podcasts, get a business coach, uh, because you just, you're implementing the foundational processes you need to actually do something. Uh, in my mind, that's worse while i mean you you just need systems in a business anyway uh and and understanding the processes and and being kind of having that constant reminder every month because we meet every two weeks uh of what we're doing crystallize kind of like our our business plan um what we were doing finding kind of that niche because that's what we are we're in a true niche prospect client uh gifting and um, yeah, kind of our own creativity on top of that. So you're listening to Brand to Fan with Lauren Teague. More after this. Getting video from your phone into socials just isn't as easy as we'd like it to be. That's why I've started to use Pictory.ai. It's a powerful AI technology that allows you to create and edit and brand and share incredible videos that start either with the text of a copy that you have, or video from your phone or out of Zoom. I use Pictory.ai to create all of the shareable social media videos for the Brand Fan Show. I totally recommend that you try it out, and I've got a special link for you to do so. Go to lauren.click slash make a video and create your first shareable video on Pictory.ai. That link is lauren.click slash make a video. Now back to Brand to Fan. What are the what is the importance of then like creating these really strong relationships across the B2B gifting industry? Because I know you're working with the platforms. Yeah. So you have to have that partnership. Then you are yep. still selling to the individual, like the HubSpots in the wealth management firms of the world to say like, hey, find us on these platforms that we're partnered with. And yeah. then you're still kind of maybe putting in like a hat, like when you eat the cookie, like hashtag us if you like it, you know, kind of on that piece of it. So you've got to build very strong relationship touch points with very distinct audiences who need different things from you. How do you balance that? 
Well, um, being on the platforms, the B2B gifting platforms, I'm not sure how many people are aware of them, but yeah, I mean, these large enterprises have gifting platforms where they're able to send gifts of any size, anything you can think of from books to gift cards to fees to really expensive things. Yeah, just with the click of a button in Salesforce or HubSpot. And, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting like partnership that we are fortunate to be uh, part of from the simple fact that A, it broadens our demand base uh, for sure. And then it allows us to establish, I'm trying to like figure out, establish um, just more relationships for our own company, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people outside of using their enterprise gifting platforms do a lot of one-on-one gifting with their just family and friends or whatever. So we've been able to kind of see that kind of nurture in itself. Um, but the B2B gifting platforms have just been huge from uh, the people they have working there. Um, we're able to communicate with them, help them out, right? And um, really form a unique vendor platform partnership. Whereas, you know, if we were to hop on like an Etsy, we're just a dime a dozen cookie company. When you're on a platform like an enterprise gifting solution, I mean, you're there as a vendor to accomplish a mission, and that is to satisfy their clients. So it's, it's just like a really cool um, scenario we find ourselves in. And, but it just, it just further cements our mission, which is literally not just to sell cookies, it's to move revenue forward. And that's what touch points do. And that's what enhancing relationships do. As you scale, you talked about processes and systems a little bit ago with things that you learned from your business coach. But as you're scaling Grove Cookie Company, and I imagine you're fulfilling many, many, many more orders in 2023 than you have. And maybe you can speak to the numbers on that. Um, But what are the processes you're building out internally that ensure both the quality of your cookie is really high? right? They, they don't suddenly break in the packages, yeah. Yeah. but also like you're nailing that customer experience kind of on, on all those sides. How, what are you starting to work on? Cause I know that probably hiring more people and hiring real marketing team and things like that is, is on your list for the year. Yeah. Um, one of the things I do, I do quality assurance myself. <laughs> well, That's the best job. And everything. Yeah. Great. Um, but no, we have we have a good team. We have four bankers that know exactly what is expected. We have the processes laid out. I mean, it's, it's cookies. It's not the world's most difficult product to produce, but it's constant fine tuning. I mean, it's just baking in general is it's is a science, and um, ensuring that you're getting a consistent product out the door every single time is very important. One of the processes like we have coming up that we have to figure out how to scale is our gift messages. Like I mentioned earlier with the logo, you know, it's outside of the packing slip. That That's just a unique process that we have to figure out. Um, but yeah, I, you know, the having a foundation moving out of the house into the shop back mm-hmm. in September of 2022 uh, was huge because um, on our second day, we received an order for 6,000 cookies shipped to a thousand locations. And really without just the very basic systems in place, it would have been very, 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 very tough to complete something like that. Absolutely. Uh, 
Yeah, we had one we had one team member at that time and we had friends and family helping us for eight days straight as we tried to make as much dough as we could um, and package it up, ship it out, custom notes, all you know, just it was the test of all tests. Absolutely. Yeah. The complexity of that, not just like, do we have enough eggs and butter to make the dough? But do we have <laughs> enough boxes? Do we have enough note cards? Do we have enough like shipping tape? Like that's where I would imagine your background in logistics like really lit up and was like, okay, I might not know how to do this piece of it, but I can get things out the door if I have this. Yeah. Yeah. We ended up hiring like, virtual assistant in the Philippines to help with the gift, the gift messages because the gift messages were all unique to the, to the shipping label with a custom name, custom email address from the sales development rep. Like it was like so complex um, and it required a lot of effort. But anyways, point being is without the systems, at least the foundational ones, that would have been very hard to even hand off to a virtual assistant. If you can mm-hmm. imagine someone in the Philippines that hasn't seen our software, blah, 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 you know, thank, thankful for Looms and uh, Trainual, which is the software we use. So neat. It's, it's so important then to have that, like you're saying, the foundation and building upon that to say, okay, we know that these touch points are, we only get one shot at it, you know, with, with yeah. this person, we only get one shot. So we have to get it right. The relationship, yeah. the touch point, the building of the trust, because if we can nail this, like it's here for us. So that's, that's incredible. That 6,000 cookies two days after you got your, thank goodness you had your, uh, your bakery space. I know. Yeah. We were like, oh, me. So we have a 60 quart mixer and we were like, well, we'll just break that in, in like two or three weeks. You know, we were like a little scared of it, uh, just cause it's so much bigger. We're worried about how the cookies would, you know, turn out the lot and that. No, everything was great. It was just, I remember our one team member at the time shows up and, all right, well, we, we sort of trained you, you know, here's your butter and sugars. You're just going to need to help us out here and start making a big batch. And so, yeah, it's just, uh, it was really interesting. It all worked out and it did. So, Cool. Talk a little bit about, you mentioned LinkedIn earlier and, and yeah. how you've kind of built this present. I'm really curious about, how that has been instrumental in both that connecting with current and potential clients and and how that business growth like did you see the hockey stick once you were there on LinkedIn did you did you see that effect you know it's hard um we sell a product that's like very intimate and like you've made point of you know we're sending to people's clients or prospects and so you mess that up you hurt someone's revenue stream you're right there's just a lot of things so I, the hockey stick growth, uh, really was a, a culmination of our partnerships, with, um, the B2B gifting platform. So in 2022, April, we got on our first one called Postal. Um, and then we were, you know, after we got on that one, we kind of saw the uptick in orders. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to get on all of them. So I remember applying on their vendor portals and, you know, I was denied because we're a nobody. But you make enough noise on LinkedIn, you know, people start coming to you because like you said, you saw us through probably someone else interacting mm-hmm. with content. Yeah. So um very thankful for just like our whole sampling marketing campaign. So we send samples, right? Um, and people just love to post cookies. Sorry, weed whacker. Yeah. Uh people just started posting our cookies 
back in 2022 as we were sending out samples and talking about how, you know, there's this new vendor on Postal and, and they send these cookies and they're fantastic. I'm going to start sending them to my prospects and clients. Basically, that got the attention of a company called Sendoso, which is like one of the bigger ones of, of the B2B gifting platforms. And uh, so we hopped on Sendoso and then Alice and then ReachDesk and then um, this most recent one called Zest. And so now we're on five. But that all happened in less than a year, which does not happen for just Joe Schmo cookie company or anyone that is just signs up, right? Like you have to really the community effort in that with us knowing about it or really with the intention created really the hockey stick growth that, that we see today. And, um, and that just goes back to community and, uh, community led growth or people led growth or cookie led growth, you know, there's (laughs) goofy things people ping me on, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's just a unique situation that we're in, and thankful for LinkedIn because yeah. we don't we didn't we didn't go in on the LinkedIn and go, all right, we're gonna just motivate all these people to post cookies about us. Like we don't ever ask, have never asked anyone to post photos of our cookies. All I ever ask is, hey, just provide me some feedback and make sure they didn't break. You know, you know how things can happen in the mail. I want to know about them first so I can remedy it especially if they're free cookies, better than a paying customer having their gift go downhill. I don't know how to explain that, but yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Talk yeah. me through the the different touch points that you have designed um, in that. So you you mentioned you're doing gifting samples, which again, really important because the, the person who's paying for buying this for their clients aren't necessarily like, I think that cookie's good. I mean, it's here on the site, right? a portion of those people want to taste and do some of that QA themselves. So from the very first piece um, or bite, where are they, where are you designing touch points that, that work for your partners that work for the, the leads down the, down the whole like kind of experience journey with you? Like from a group, like us personally at Grove. Yeah. Um, geez. Well, correct me if I'm not answering this right, please. Um, but I mean, really it's all about outreach. I mean, that's, that's how we're cultivating it. Right. I mean, that's how the whole sample thing started because I don't have a sales background. And so a little insecure, um, unsure of myself. I thought, well, if I lead the conversation with, Hey, you know, I'd love to send you a sample box of cookies. It would hopefully make that second follow-up call. If they agree, uh, a little bit easier, um, in the sense that they tried the cookies and they're either going to like them and they view them as a possible gift to their client or prospects or they don't. So uh, I hope I answered that correctly, but that's, um, that was, it's as simple as that. I mean, I'm dealing with a product that I don't need to educate people on. I just, I need to let them know they're soft and delicious. And we already do that by sending them a sample. From there, you know, there's no hard sell. There's no, there's no, multi-weaving, trying to figure out, you know, their issues. It's like people know what a cookie is. They either can see the vision of it and they're looking for a different differentiator than the gift card. I mean, that's our arch nemesis, the $25 Starbucks gift card because (laughs) it means nothing and it's a giant racket. I mean, there's a bunch of fun stories about the Starbucks gift card scheme, but 
I won't go into that. It's just interesting and people gravitate towards that and they love the the banter because I just did it that I do on phone calls or, you know, in LinkedIn messages. So um, it's just, it, it's fun. Cookies are fun. They spread joy. They're consumable and you get engagement out of it because most of the time people will tell you thank you and, you know, even give you a shout out. Nobody doesn't want cookies to show up at their doorstep. Like I'm gluten free. And if you send cookies, I'm still going to be psyched and then i will give them to my kids who will be more than psyched so that's the, you know that's a, such a funny thing um i've seen many posts about our cookies someone gifted cookies to them they're gluten-free but their kids loved them and they didn't have to get dessert for the night or the kids were like happy for the night or what you know whatever the case may be they're just a utility type of gift that can solve a lot of uh problems whereas like gift card it's lost in the inbox anyways. So, Very true. I have tons of them that I have not redeemed and I'm guilty. Yeah, so. no, I, it wasn't long ago that my husband and I were like going for a date night and we compiled all of our Visa gift cards from like various holidays and gifts and, and that. And yes. we actually like had a really good night out because we're like, we're going to all of this at once, right? Because like they had been filing up for years that, uh, yeah. Pretty good date night, but um, I couldn't individually tell you who all of those were from. Tell me who coined cookies as a service and how that how that came to you and and how you guys are using that as kind of a tagline. I I see it as a hashtag and I see it as things. Yeah. Um, it was a LinkedIn post I did. Uh, we we had just gotten a new tool on our website that allows for gifting, um, which you'll experience here shortly. Is I don't need your address to send you gifts. So I send you a link and you enter your, you either accept the gift or deny it. Um, but once you accept it, you put in your mailing address and then it gets routed to our Shopify store and gets for fulfillment, right? So we got that tool. It's called, it's powered by a company called Zest and it's on our store. We got, we, we were, uh, we got that back in February and that's where this kind of like crazy grove cookie company extravaganza happened. Like, you want to talk about a hockey stick and just growth of like fans and just people talking about us on LinkedIn. I mean, just the backend data I had was really interesting. But we got that um, tool and um, it, it allowed me to send samples at a breakneck speed because all the people, all the creators and the, and the bigger content creators here on LinkedIn I had been I had been following for a long time, but it's really awkward to ask someone for their address. Mm -hmm. It's really cool when you can thank someone for all the content they post. Uh, a guy named Nick Bennett. There's a few people, uh, Darren McKee. There, there's just a few people, bigger LinkedIn peeps. Um, and uh, I was able just to send them a nice message. Hey, thank you so much for your content. Here's a gift link to your cookies. I'd love for you to try them. And they accept the gift. They put in their address and it's all done. So there's no awkwardness, right? So that created cookies as a service because now I have a SaaS tool at my disposal. And I just made a post about cookies as a service. I said, move over software as a service. Cookies as, cookies as a service is here and it's more delicious. So um, that was February of this year and it's just, it just stuck with us. And now there's cookie-led growth, cookie-based marketing, Oh gosh. Um, yeah, all that fun stuff. And you know, we're we're just riding with it and 
half of marketing is having fun. I I personally believe because I personally agree that with that. Absolutely. It's, it's creative. Marketing is creative. Um, And if you're not having fun, I don't know how you can be creative. Yeah. I don't know how you can do it. I I really don't, you know, some days, some days I'm not feeling all too spunky and my marketing reflects that. You're listening to brand to fan with Lauren Teague. More after this. As you're out in the world listening to the Brand to Fan show, look up and start to count the number of team hats, t-shirts, pullovers, and jerseys you see. Once you start to see them, sports logos and team colors are seemingly everywhere. Well, this is exactly why I decided to build FanWagon, the web's re-commerce marketplace for buying, discovering, and reselling your sports fanware, be it vintage or just last season's jersey. Fanwagon aims to serve both buyers and sellers at the intersection of sustainability and fandom and create a personalized and easy experience for second fan fashion. I'd love for you to go check it out today at fanwagn.com. That's fanwagon.com. I'll see you there. Now back to brand to fan. Here's Lauren Teague. Tell me a little bit about what the future holds for a Grove Cookie Company. You know, you are a cookie company, in, but you are also, you know, the actual, the relationship building, the revenue driving arm of, of these B2B companies. What are in your future sites? What are you looking forward to? Um, and how does your customer relationships, like how do you keep that at the forefront of the decisions you're going to make? Yeah, I mean, that's just a fantastic question. Um, really, we, I mean, our number one goal for the end of time as long as growth cookie company is around is to be the premier B2B gifting solution as far as cookies, right? And, and, and customer service is just, that's, that's where it all starts. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of our customers come in just through the, through the storefront on the website and that, and that's great, but we get a lot of contact us and corporate requests and, and all that. And it's really just about making, and ensuring that um, the customer experience is always there because people want a streamlined process, especially when you're talking bulk orders, 400 dozen, 200 dozen, 200, you know, the numbers go up. They're only going to grow from here, right? As our capabilities expand. Um, but, but ensuring that that whole experience actually is enjoyable because I've heard the nightmares of what bigger companies do right now as far as like hard the difficulty it is to place orders, um, large orders, we try to simplify that in like four emails or less. Um, we even have tools now where you can just do it all on your own without even interacting with me. Um, and so that, that that's the growth plan. I mean, it's really as simple as make more cookies and make continue making our current clients, future clients, happy with the end result. No. Because when you deliver cookies as a service, that is making your client look like a hero, right? You know, it's uh, gifting can be, uh, especially large gifting can be quite the endeavor. But um, we as a company can strive to make it actually enjoyable and the end result even more enjoyable because it's really exciting for us to hear from our clients 
that they received an inbox full of thank yous. Oh my gosh, my clients, you know, wrote me a handwritten note saying thank you for the cookies. You know, all these like firsts. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, just, it's the power of a cookie is there. And just making the experience that much better for our clients is is our number one goal. Forever. Yeah. Forever. Forever and ever. Yeah. And ever, ever. We've been playing a lot of Outcast on our Alexa. So that just, that's yeah. I had to go there. Um, that's fun. So I wanted to ask you, Grayson, the CEO and co-founder of Grove Cookie Company. There's two questions that we ask everybody on the Brand of Fan Show. Um, one is, what are you a fan of today? That's, it can be in your own kitchen or something else that you've stumbled upon through the internet. Um, what's something that you're really fanning for right now? I mean, I, I fan over my entrepreneurial podcast. Um, I don't know if you listen to any of, if you listen to those, but you know, you got the Andy Priscilla's, uh, Alex Ramosi. I mean, there's just so many of those podcasts. Um, those are the ones I really enjoyed because entrepreneurial, the entrepreneurial journey is a mindset journey. Mm-hmm. I realize, um, cause it's not all rainbows and unicorns. It's, it's not easy. So, um, I mean, that's my fan fandom right now is, is constantly learning from these people that are so, you know, very successful and freely sharing information that potentially could help me. So. Cool. Well, maybe you'll add Brand of Fan Show to your podcast. There we go, Brand of Fan. There you go. <laughs> Miss. Yep. Okay. The second question we ask everybody: uh, What is your favorite jersey or piece of fanware that's either in your closet today or had a beloved place in your heart? Selfishly, I think my my favorite piece of fandom is my own marathon medals because I think it's just really cool. I still have them. You know, I have them on the wall. Uh, I haven't ran a marathon in like 10 years, but, uh, you know, um, looking at those and constantly reflecting on like the mindset as you're running 26.2 miles, um, is really funny to like correlate to where I'm at now. Um, we're very, we're like at mile one and we got a long way to go. And, um, yeah, it's, yeah. Sorry, I I don't have jerseys, so that's okay. that is, it's my own selfish. No, it's a fabulous answer. I was thinking about that, and it ties really back into your previous answer of, you know, entrepreneurship is a mindset, right? And so if you can equate it to something that you've, you know, set out and did 26.2 miles, which good for you. I've only done 13.1 and not well. So, um you know, but to to say like, okay, I understand that we're a few years in and despite all the good things that have happened, like we're still much closer to the start line than we are the finish line of where this can go and, and where you're looking to take it. Um, I think that that speaks really well to just like where you are in this stage of being a founder, knowing that there's so much to learn, knowing that you don't have all the answers and also being totally okay with that. Because you've reached a finish line before and you know that it's, you know, you know that it's there somewhere. Yeah. Looking forward to the, to the wall. Well, I'm also hoping that you eventually, you and Marie eventually got your vacation that you were saving for in 2021. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's got to be part of that too, right? Is you got to also celebrate your successes that way. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So, well, let me jump into the TLDL minute. This is the part of the podcast where if it was too long and you didn't listen to the whole thing, stop right here. You'll get the whole recap of the pod in about a minute or so. My conversation with Grayson Hogard from Grove Cookie Company today started off, Grayson, you said that you and your wife, Marie, not actually marketers, not necessarily entrepreneurs, certainly not bakers uh, when you got started, but you built a business that actually requires you to be all of these things. Um, and through the introduction to B2B gifting early on, you immediately gravitated towards this kind of touch point marketing and gifting starting in the wealth management firms. And what was so great about that is that you were able to grow and evolve with instant customer feedback to really find your own differentiation path that allows you to create a successful business in the B2B gifting space. I thought it was really smart that you called out the B2B podcasts that you have listened to over the last few years to really learn about the things to fill the gaps and get a leg up um, for your business. And we talked a lot about your systems and processes that really allow you to create a foundation and some consistency in how Grove Cookie Company shows up for your customers and the recipients because they aren't actually the same uh, for your company. So um, I think one aha moment for me was that you said that, oh, we weren't actually a cookie company. We're a prospect client gifting niche. And when you landed on that, it really helped accelerate your success and elevated by getting the presence on these B2B enterprise gifting platforms. And it was actually your LinkedIn community and the noise that you made on LinkedIn that actually allowed you to go from one platform to several of these B2B enterprise platforms. So the clients you had were the ones telling your story, which as we know, all good fans do. They use the word of mouth to create new invitations for people to follow along. Um, and you've got some really great processes in place for cookie sampling, um, cookies as a service on the gifting side of your website that makes everything more delicious and more easy for anyone to use to give cookies to someone they care about. So I hope Grayson and your wife Marie get to do this forever. Keep relationships going strong. Um, and I am excited to both try the cookies and become a customer of yours down the line. I'm certainly a fan of what you're doing in the business that you are growing. Well, thank you, Lauren. And it was a pleasure being on. And, um, I look forward to your feedback on the cookies. Perfect. Well, that wraps this episode of the Brand Fan Show. My name is Lauren Teague and he is Grayson Hogard. Go get yourself a cookie sample. Where can they, uh, where's the best place to, to point our listeners? Our website, grovecookiecompany.com. Well, thanks again for tuning in. We will see you next week. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of the Brand of Fan Show. I'm your host, Lauren Teague, marketing speaker, strategist, and the founder of FanWagon. You know, it means a lot to me to spend this time with you. So if you like what you're hearing, I'd love if you could drop me a note at brandofan at teaguefc.com or message me on Instagram, where I'm also TeagueFC. If these brand of fan conversations resonate with you and you'd like to share this message with your audience, go to laurenteague.com to find out how I guide businesses and associations to stop chasing shiny objects and instead build for lasting affinity. The Brand Fan Show is produced by TeagueFC and supported by FanWagon. Audio production is done by Brian Griggs and video editing done by Garrett Teague. 
Our producers are Kimberly Voorhees, Ashley Ruiz, and Carrie Hillbush. You can catch up on past episodes and guests and access bonus content by visiting brandtofan.show. Mm-hmm.